This is Michael Craver with another episode of Escaping Vanity, which is one of my favorite topics where you have so many folks out there and they are looking for the likes, the dislikes, they want the good attention, bad attention, any attention. As someone said to me about this podcast, they said, you know, you need to change how you're doing XYZ because it would enhance your base. It would improve the number of people and so forth. I said, I don't know if you know what the title of this show is called, asshole, but it's called Escaping Vanity. It's not about how many people listen to it. At some point it might be because it might need to pay some bills. Uh, I do pay for storage for the podcast and I've got some <clears throat> some expensive equipment and, and, and different projects. So, uh, sure, I would love for this to uh, at least balance the books and uh, for this hobby to pay for itself. Um, on my list of things that I wanted to cover, I have uh, just how I spend my time uh, observing the vanity projects of YouTube. I have been just on YouTube for years, I guess, but everybody knows and they're knowledgeable of fail army. And then you've got, so the different incarnations of how I've gone through the, my viewing pleasure, uh, have ranged from those things like the fail army and the, you know, people smashing their face on skateboards and so forth to, to funny things. Of course, I've seen the Thug Life videos, and people do them with all kinds of different themes, from things from movies, from wrestling, Trump. Uh, a lot of it's just kids and, and, and different videos that are random around the internet. And if you're not familiar, the Thug Life videos are where they take some very popular songs, many of them from the 90s when I was a fan of, of urban music and rap and had all the Death Row records and all that stuff, right? Um, I love that stuff. And so they'll take something that's going on here's somebody being you know og or gangsta or whatever and then they'll put some very <coughs> obnoxiously animated sunglasses or a blunt in their mouth or you know some marijuana a crown a gold chain something to show what a thug that person was in this little video clip and then play something behind it from Andy up or tupac or dre or whatever it might be and it's some of it's very funny um the video you may or may not have seen so that's a nice surprise and then just whatever song choice they put with it is always a nice little kick to it uh and i went from the fail army to some of that stuff um i do put on uh as a reminder of how easy i have it in restaurants i put on these episodes of public freakouts uh and it's so bad but it's, you know, a lot of it's folks who are yelling at other customers. They're yelling because they didn't get whatever in their meal. And they're not, they ain't leaving until the cops come or, you know, that Walmart didn't treat them the right way. They're profiling people, y'all. And, and I just, I feel very lucky. I can sit through about two or three of those. But a lot of it's neighbors yelling at each other over silliness. You're on my lawn. Okay, all right, well, leave the lawn. I mean, you're trespassing. You're breaking the law. I mean, that's the beginning and the end of it. So if you don't like that he's out there, go back inside and pick the phone up and call the police. That's it. That's all you have to do. This whole long, drawn-out thing where you try to say the ugliest thing, and then they try to say something uglier, and you play who tops this. You know, 
Uh, I just, I'm not a fan of that stuff beyond anything gets on my nerves about the way people treat each other. I've spoken a lot about the open door, about being a person who acknowledges the folks around you, and that can be good and bad. I talk about accountability. It could be that you need to acknowledge that, you know, hey, you, your dog just did that all over my driveway, and that's going to need to be resolved. And if anybody's got enough dignity or personal responsibility, obviously they're going to take care of the uh, the issue. So um, there's that. But I just... Those things are very trying to my patience and otherwise because I hate to see people treating each other that way. Um, what can I say? Um, from there, and the most recent thing that I've been watching are these videos. There's, I found it on Reddit or whatever name they might have for Reddit video compilations. And a lot of them are, you know, they're animals. Dogs and cats are running around. Somebody's falling off a surfboard or tipping over a kayak or something. Sometimes it's a little more animated. It's funny. It's somebody swinging a samurai sword um, to cut a watermelon in half. On a glass table. What do you think happens? Right? And you're watching the videos and you know it's like watching America's Funniest Home Videos. You know after you've seen however many it starts triggering with you. Hey, uh, this this looks like quite an ordinary video, but something's going to go bad or it wouldn't be part of this compilation. <laughs> and I I love the the irony uh, of what we do as human beings. And sometimes when that's caught on videotape, it's quite... Uh, the sign from the universe. As Billing Vaughn said, here's your sign. Here's your sign. But uh, it's quite the reminder that, you know, you may have it better than somebody else. That's why I watch any of that stuff sometimes before I go to work. And sometimes it's funny enough to share with somebody else. But, you know, I... I just... I find it so strange that, you know, with all of those things that get caught on video on accident... It's almost like the the most unforgivable, the most foolish things that we see are done on purpose. You know, you're walking around in this country where so many places require masks here in North Carolina. It's required if you're working, not working, out in public. And you can be out and see somebody who doesn't have one. You're more than welcome to raise your voice and use freedom of speech. Shame them. Do whatever you want to do. People are doing this hashtag speak out movement for this and call out racist for that. If you want to say something about the mask if you want to or their lack of and I was at a uh whatever box store, I know what it was, I'm not going to mention it. And somebody didn't have a mask that was fairly close to us and I said, "Ain't that, you know, I was talking to the person next to me and I said, "Ain't that something for people to just go out and I said, you know, we used to get on to people who didn't pull their pants up. We said they were sagging their pants. They were showing their ass. And here in 2020, like, all you got to do is not wear a mask and you're showing us your ass. And, and that person got tickled and they got tickled and they chuckled and they got tickled and, and laughed about it. And the person who was not wearing a mask kind of evil thousand yard stare at me kind of thing and i said yeah it's just a shame you know you would think you'd have enough dignity to follow what the law says and you know that we as a community would treat each other with some kind of god-given respect 
But I guess some people aren't capable of those kind of things. Who knows who raised these heathens? You know, and I, these are the most facetious things to say, right? But if somebody hears it, you know, maybe it'll shame them or make them think twice or whatever. But you opened yourself up to those things by not wearing the mask, right? If you're wearing the mask, I ain't got anything to say. As some of my coworkers get on to me, Michael, you always got something to say. No, I don't want to have anything to say. You or whoever, whomever is leaving these things undone, that's what I'm bitching about. If these things were done, I wouldn't have anything to talk about. It'd be real quiet around here. I wouldn't even know what my voice sounds like if we did everything right for a day. So you decide. You want to hear me and do it wrong, or you want to do it right and have silence. It's up to you. And <laughs> I guess I just have a way of putting things sometimes. So I, uh, I don't know. I get a kick out of some of that. Like you know, I've I've been in in many situations with people over the years where I'm walking through the mall or somewhere else, and I'm having a casual conversation and making fun of things in their ear. And we walk by someone who I'm talking about, and they get all tense, you know, because they think that the person I'm talking about is going to hear me. Are they? You see, what happens is those people are already living in their own world. They never knew who I was, don't care what I have to say. And as we're walking by, they're not like the guy on the football field with the extra audio equipment, the boom mic or whatever. They're not listening over into my conversation to see if I might be talking about them or otherwise. They didn't hear the before. They're not going to hear the after. We walk into their vicinity. They might have heard some noise, and we're walking on by. We're continuing to move. Those people don't know that we're talking about them, and they don't care, quite frankly, because we are not important enough to be in their conversation. Why someone who's so egocentric would think that, you know, as we walk by, they must be listening to us and what we have to say. No, they're not. And they're not going to be. And so anyway, I just think that's so funny that I've been in those situations with people uh, who would get riled up because I've I've spoken so calmly and, you know, just kind of made fun of different things I think are hilarious and ironic. 26, as we call them, F-E, iron, irony on the periodic table. Um, and yet, now, uh, as I've gotten older, <coughs> I will raise my voice so people will hear me. And I don't throw my voice in their direction. <coughs> or, oh, I should say this. I've raised my voice so that I know they will hear it. But I may or may not be doing it in the direction that they know it's intended directly for them. I just say things that are plausible in such a way you must know that there's a possibility I'm talking about you. <laughs> whether it's, you know, that you're wearing a mask, whether it's because there's something that is just terrible about whatever this <coughs> situation, excuse me, about whatever situation is around me that someone's got um, a child who's making a, a huge mess or that they're sitting back and um, allowing some sort of chaos or mayhem um, around them, you know. Hey, who's supposed to be watching these kids? You know, and maybe they notice their kids are knocking all the balls off the rack at the sporting goods store or whatever it is. Maybe they don't. But hopefully what I'm doing will bring something to somebody's attention and they'll have enough self-respect, they'll have enough accountability 
to step up and do something about it. I hope, anyway. That's what the talking loud thing is all about, you know. I I don't raise my voice otherwise. <clears throat> the girl I dated for the longest time in the last three or four years, she um, she get upset. You don't get mad about nothing. You never raise your voice. You never do. Da, da, da. No, I don't. It's unless it's a very animated thing, and you know, not to take me seriously if I'm raising my voice because it's out of character, you know. But. When I'm raising my voice, I'm very much playing a character, and I'm being foolish. Um, I'll give you, for instance, um, when we're walking through and I'm, I'm making fun of the mask thing, every now and then something foolish will happen with the way that someone is uh, almost walking into us, cutting off maybe our personal space or social distancing or they might be walking as if they're going to obstruct your path right they're going to get in your way you're either going to run into each other or maybe they're going to end up hitting you and and doing some kind of harm and and that's the kind of thing where you like man they just don't build them like they used to we, we don't have traffic signals out here while we're walking around and yeah you're just you're just talking out loud and somebody hears you but you're you know you're not specifically taking away you know the mystery right it could be anonymous it should be quite obvious who you're talking about but you don't have to label them and shame them and so forth you're just bringing it to their uh peripheral vision you're bringing it to their conscious and hopefully they change their path and that we all make decisions to get along together not walk into each other not be obnoxious, you know. Am I being obnoxious to bring it to their attention? Maybe. Maybe the right thing. Excuse me, sir. The right thing to do would be to tell you that you are obstructing our path. I just I don't feel like that's me. It doesn't mean that that's probably not a, a very good alternative to what I've been doing. But I like the story better. <laughs> I've done... Too many things in my life for the story. Uh, if it's because I met up with an unsavory person or I said something that probably should not have been said. I made a joke that was way over the line to test out whether it really was over the line. It used to be written on top of my keyboard. It said, Only those who risk going too far truly know how far one can go. I love having little quotes like that and, 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 you know, using them, especially in moments like this, because that's what I'm looking at. There's certain times at the restaurant where um, you want to, to go above and beyond for the people that you're working with or otherwise, uh, customers, right? And there's certain things that they would tell you, like, oh, we don't do that. No, tell them no. Tell them no. I ain't going to tell anybody no if I just don't absolutely have to. Uh, it's very rare that I tell anybody no. I'll find a way, you know. If I have, <clears throat> if I've run across a situation that there's a question I'm going to take to somebody else, I've probably already decided that there is a yes, there's a way to do this, um, and I'm going to probably make it happen on my own. And then get somebody to fix the whatever administrative might need to be done, like in the computer or on a ticket or something like that. 
I'm just going to ask forgiveness or tell them, like, uh, I went ahead and, you know, such and such with this table or this guest, and here's where we are. Because then you can't undo it. And I've put things in the favor of the patron, of the guest. But if I had asked up front, they would have told me no. And I, I don't like that. I like being able to, I've always said, I'd rather you come back to my restaurant seven times this year instead of four. We may make a little less money on on each visit, but if you come back five times instead of two, at least that booth will be full. And you know what I'm saying? And you may not be the best tipper. That's not the most motivating factor to me, whether or not you're going to be the most ideal demographic and you get, you know, this the look about you that you're going to, Throw that heavy gratuity at me. That's not what it's all about. No. To me, it's about showmanship. And sometimes you pull one out of your ass and you got a special trick you're going to do for somebody. Whatever it might be. That, you know, they know you're on their side. They're not just patrons, they become allies. That's more important. So, you know, I, I think that when I've gotten into the arguments about why I do that stuff for customers after the fact. Watch do this. We can't do that no more. No, I only needed to do it one time. We're good. <laughs> um, it's a lot like some of the arguments that people have gotten into me with up on social media or in my texting inbox or whatever when I've had dating profiles or talk, spoken to people and they say something to me and I say something back to them and ultimately I'm sitting on this collection of wonderful material that I have developed it's a collection of material that I developed and cultivated and I've got it sitting in my greenhouse when I'm ready to harvest one when I'm ready to smoke one for them where just little things like they say something and, and I tell them that it's foolish that I don't have to live with their mistakes. I don't have to live with their parents' mistakes, which may or may not be over whatever lines of morality you have. But I'm not against saying some of those things. Especially, it just depends. And here's why. There are times. Having me some Evan Williams honey bourbon. It's good stuff. Um, there are times where I have devoted a certain amount of time and energy into a situation. And if it becomes an argument where I feel like I'm not going to get my time or my effort back out of this situation, I'm not against running that thing off the tracks. I am in no way, shape, or form reserved about then um, sabotaging whatever is in front of us. Um, let me. What's a good example? I'll give you the British story. Some of the people who know me know the they know the story. I didn't know you were British. <laughs> the British story is. This young lady was going back and forth with me on... We were friendly, and we were talking to each other as if we were potentially going to date or something like that uh, on one of the dating apps. Um, I, I won't name, but 
<clears throat> so it was a Sunday evening. I remember that. And I remember that she was one of the few people who was online, right? Because when you exchange messages with different people, it shows you who's online from previous exchanges, okay? And I thought, well, I'm going to try to initiate a conversation, say hello, say a couple of things. So I did. So I asked her what she was doing. She said homework. I said, what for? And what's she going to do with her degree and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and I said to myself that, you know, I really wanted to maybe stretch this conversation into something that would lead to, I don't know, being able to flirt or something, right? Well, she didn't give me enough chance to be able to do any of that. Um, it became these very short answers, like, what are you going to do with a degree? And it was like, I don't, IDK, I don't know. You know, I just thought to myself, Wow. We're going to have to develop some material out of this person. And what that means to me is when I say develop material, it means I'm throwing in the towel on making this um, conversation go anywhere productive uh, or trying to you know, enhance it um, in such a way that I enjoy their company or that it's going to lead to a date or something like that. At this point, I am talking to them purely for... Um, entertainment purposes to develop some sort of um uh, i guess a story to tell i mean i talk about this how i do things uh where i'm doing it for the story well this was this thing where i was doing it for the story what are you doing with your degree i don't know i said oh man where are we going Attitude. She's got attitude. Ah, British. Ah, mm, mm-hmm. And in my head, I um, said to myself that I was going to walk her through the fire. Um, and what that means is. I have developed a punchline in my head or a situation that I need to then bait the hook and be able to, to reel her in. Okay. So I said, can I ask you about your family history? And she said, yeah, I guess so. You know, I said, well, okay, have you got any family from India or anything like that? And she was like, no. I said, well, how about Hong Kong? Anybody from... You know, Asia, China, Hong Kong specifically. And she said, no, we're, you know, no Asian people in my family. I said, well, did they all drop any of them off in Australia? Um, and she said, no. Uh, and she said, what What are you getting at? Um, I said, well, a couple of more. So nobody from Australia, no outlaws, no heathens, convicts, whatever. Nobody from India, nobody from China, from Hong Kong specifically. Hmm. How about up in Canada? Is any of your family from British Columbia? And she said, no, no. They're from like around here or whatever. Now this became complex to me because I thought she was going to say her family originated. The whole name, surname, history right here in some part of uh, North Carolina here in, here in the United States. Couldn't be true, right? 
So nobody in, in British Columbia. She said, what, what are you asking about? I don't get it. I said, okay, well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. There's one more place, and then I'll tell you. Um, so is any of your family from Northern Ireland or Great Britain, the United Kingdom? She said no. Now, had she said yes, I don't know where this would have gone. But she said no to all those things. Um, so she says, okay, so you asked me like about all these other countries, and then like, what is that supposed to mean? And I said, well, the problem here, young lady, is I was asking you if you were from anywhere in Great Britain or the United Kingdom. I was asking you if you're from any places in the British Empire. Because I thought you have to be British to act like a cunt. And she lost her cool over that. But I I was so, so blown away that I was able to ask the sequential questions, lead her right through every, you know, cross every T, dot every I. And from then on, I've told that story with different people I've worked with. You know, somebody will say something in the kitchen otherwise and be all riled up, you know. I didn't know you were British. <laughs> now, if you know what that means on the inside, I'm, I don't have to use the C word anymore, right? I've created this backdoor method to be able to say that you're British. And you're acting like a, you know. And so... Those are the little kinds of stories that come out of the exchanges with people on social media. You know, the kind of thing that leads me to say in modern times, I don't have to live with your mistakes or your parents' mistakes. <laughs> with what? You know, I I enjoy being able to go back and forth with people. That verbal repartee, as they say. Is uh, Viva la Repartee is this book I used to have for a long time. It was exchanges that people had famously. And I keep a lot of books, like The Most Brilliant Quotes in Two Lines or Less by John M. Shanahan. And uh, this book that I have in my drawer next to me, Jerry Lawler said he got most of his, his lines out of. It's um, The Book of Insults by Jeffrey T. Balls. Is that the one? That... No. New. It's The Giant Book of Insults by Louis. Savian, S-A-F-I-A-N, uh, and those are all one lines. Like it's however many hundreds of pages of one line uh, material that these different commentators and people have used uh, on uh, different broadcasts of sports and otherwise. Uh, and I and I quite enjoy just looking through some of that stuff. Sometimes you put one in an email or say one to a friend or whatever it might be. Speaking of those books, I've been known to take uh, some very questionable, uh, in taste anyway, material into the restaurant and say, here, guys in the kitchen, read some of this. And they they, they read those Polish jokes and ethnic jokes. And a lot of it's against uh, Norwegian people or whatever it might be. And it's written that way. Zvin and whoever, right? It's It's written as if they're these Icelandic... People who have their own dialect and they've got their own uh, problems with simple understandings of how the world worked. They're 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 always foolish in the in the jokes. You know, how do you know that so and so has been in your house because your 
daughter's knocked up and the garbage has been eaten or something like that. And so these, are very, these very distasteful kinds of kinds of things that you might say, unflattering things you might say about people. But I'm <clears throat> saying some very unsavory, unflattering things about them not wearing a mask in public. Maybe because their travel path is going to disrupt or uh, collide with mine. And I need to make them aware that they're being foolish. Yeah, you could say something in a very nice, warm-hearted, short-winded, not long-winded, just a very short-winded, hey, hey, thanks, buddy, excuse me. I do that a lot. But there's times where I keep stuff in that top drawer, and every now and then you pull out one of these old lines, you pull out the old attitude. Um... That's funny. The old attitude. I was thinking the old latitude, as if that's the you're changing it. Of course, correction, right? Uh, you know, take it to the extreme, right? Um, but the, and there's times where I pull those things out, and they become the funny of the day. And um, I think being able to talk to people as swiftly as I do prevents me from ever being part of one of these public freakouts, whatever. I mean. When you go above and beyond for the guests, they're not going to freak out like that. And you can handle any situation pretty swiftly. Uh, and when you have the gift of gab to be able to squash arguments or you know say things in such a way that you can take the wind out of uh, another person's temper tantrum, then you're not going to end up with a, a big freak out or whatever either because they just don't have the energy for it. They're outmatched. That's the idea anyway. I don't say things that leave the door open for you to be able to... Now and then, I want you to play with me and I tell a story. I used to... I worked for Domino's and uh, Nick Parker was the head driver. Um, and I told him... Um, you know, such and such usually doesn't tip. But he didn't deny me tonight. Oh, Yeah. Well, yeah, I was running to the front door, and uh, I, f I had the pizza, like, I'm, I'm trying to make good time in my hands, right? So, I'm opening the hot bag, I'm running to the front door, I tripped on the last stepping stone before I got to his porch, fell on my knees, hit my head on his front door, but I'm setting the pizza on the bag, the pizza's all right. But apparently, you know, he heard my head knock the door, so he opens the door, and I'm on my knees right there in front of him. I'm, I gasps. My mouth is open. I'm just, uh, hello, sir. And he's like, oh, yeah, no wonder he tipped you on your knees right there, ready, waiting on that tip. Now, is any of this a true story? No. Me telling him that is an absolutely true story. But I didn't fall. I didn't hit my head on the door. I wasn't in a compromising position on my knees with my mouth open when this guy opened the door for his pizza delivery. Nothing like that ever happened. However, I don't mind making a fool of myself to the other drivers or whoever if they can get a giggle out of it. And so I would. You know, it's just a way for me to... Just, I will stammer through words on purpose. I will say stupid things at my current place of employment because I don't want anybody to think that I'm too smart or that I take myself way too seriously. 
somebody came to the kitchen and they asked Nicole asked for um such and such to be changed. Yes, she asked for um, the dressing on her salad to be changed because her table had a dairy allergy. No ranch. They got a dairy allergy, can't have any ranch. I said, well, then they can't have any lettuce either because the lettuce is grown with cow fertilizer. And if cows shit on the, the plants and they grow uh, up with fertilizer, we harvest them, we make them into lettuce for the salads. Obviously, they have dairy in them. And... <laughs> I got a look from the guy behind the line who was like, hey, hey, wait a minute. Like, he might be on to something. And then the general manager looked at me once and then twice and said, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. There was another argument just like that happened in a different restaurant. Somebody came back to the kitchen. We, had, we sold what was called a Sunrise Burger. I used to work for Chili's. And the Sunrise Burger has uh, the burger, the patty, the cheese, and an egg. And somebody came to the kitchen and said, they can't have any cheese. they got a dairy allergy. I said, well, then they can't have an egg either because that's in the dairy section at the grocery store. And this began this big debate across the kitchen. Can they have egg? They can't have egg. That's dairy. It's in the dairy section. And the general manager walked back there, Calvin. And he says, what are y'all, what's the problem here? They can't have dairy, uh, so they can't have the egg on the Sunrise Burger. He said, it's from a different animal. What do you think? Dairy's from a cow, you idiot. And <laughs> and so that settled that uh, you know he was the boss he was going to take the rap for it but he, he said it's a different animal and he's right it is a different animal and that's a metaphor for a lot of things too it's a different animal you know it's, you just you gotta think like very clearly when you're around me every now and then I'm gonna say something that's just outrageous but it's so believable it's so plausible you know, and and that's one of my favorite things about language. It's one of the reasons that I I say those things about people not wearing a mask. Are they really lacking their dignity because they don't wear a mask? I don't know. I think they're exercising their freedom. In a lot of people's views, they're probably got more dignity than what I have because they're not going to do what the government tells them to do. But if you believe me, I'm holding the point and I'm holding the the gift of reason and telling them no you're the bad person for not wearing the mask well are, are they because in some ways they think they're the better person for not wearing the mask it's all in how much you believe in and how right you are right the speak out movement or whatever else right i don't mention that stuff maybe they're speaking out because you shouldn't be under the guise that you have to wear a mask maybe they are right and they're the trendsetters There you go. What else do I have on my list of things to talk about here? It's not, you have to live with your mistake. Yes, you do. Uh, the other thing that I have written down here is that I've, I've been very flattered this week. It's happened a handful of times where people have said to me that it's, my age has come up. How old are you? Da, 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 da. you first, you got to guess. And people have inevitably guessed anywhere from 25 to 30 every time. That's not correct. It's way off. In terms of the percentage of my life, they're off uh, up to 25%, I suppose. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, I guess if you could, let's see, if you guessed 25, you'd actually be off more than that, wouldn't you? So, 
that's flattering, I suppose, to think that that's my energy level or that's what my skin elasticity or whatever it communicates to people. Maybe my happiness. Maybe I would just act like a foolish person who doesn't have a lot of wisdom so they think I'm younger. I don't know. Don't know. But um, I've enjoyed telling a few stories. Ain't nothing else really special happening this week. I've watched a few different videos of Mr. Trump out there talking about Sleepy Joe and how he would not do a media tour and he doesn't answer um, repeated questions in multiple interviews on a daily basis. I think he's got valid points on all that stuff. Uh, there's other people who say that, like Obama not releasing his birth certificate, that Joe Biden should not have to fight and uh, release his, uh, any cognitive test results, that he should just ignore it and, and pretend he's, you know. But um, that's going to be a strange situation if you let those two speak um, in front of a national audience without some kind of balance, because somebody's going to get eaten alive. <laughs> And I think it's going to be Grandpa. And I, I'm not registered to vote, so if you want to sit here and weigh in on, oh, he's pro this guy and that guy. I don't care enough about anybody to register to vote and, and give him uh, any credence. So <laughs> you don't you don't have a leg to stand on in trying to paint me into a corner. Um, however, uh, it's going to be a hell of a show, and I'm I'm waiting to watch that. So... I think this is one of those things where, like, you know, there's so much going on in society that it's going to become different people's responsibility to look at things and say, here's who's here's who's really footing the bill and doing the work. Are we really going to listen to those people over there? Where were they? There you go. They've got as much stake to a claim or, or right to tell you how to do anything as, as anybody else, right? Because of freedom of speech, they can speak up and tell you what their voice has to say. But in a lot of, um, under under a lot of different lights from many different angles, you look at what's going on and say, hey, wait a minute, they're full of shit. Where were they at all this time? They're out of work. And they didn't have anything better to do. And the folks who are really working, you'll never hear their voice because they're too busy working. That's where I'm at, I think. That and it's not my business to tell you how to live your life. I'll ask a lot of questions. I'll tell a lot of stories. And then you do what you want with that information. Do I have a preference? For me, sure. But I do think it would be selfish for me to tell you that you have to act how I do. When it comes to dating and all that other stuff and people ask, what am I looking for? I would say, not me. I already got one of me. This lady asked me one time. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll save the dating stuff for a different episode. Hopefully that disappoints you and you're, and you're sitting there going, oh. Save that for a different episode. But just bear in mind that, you know, when you have a chance to diffuse situations or you need to feel better about your situation, you can watch people on YouTube or otherwise raise their voice and do foolish things, and you'll feel better about the community you live in and how fortunate you are. And on the other hand, 
If you need to raise your voice about something to somebody else, you can do it in general, like you're speaking to God. Why in the world, Lord, would this man not wear a mask out in public? I feel like he's confused or he's not been given a smartphone in the age of the information superhighway. I pray that we mail him a mask or one shows up in his <laughs> front seat or his, his mailbox or whatever it might be. That some good brother or sister might, you know, and, and say what you need to say. Um, don't tell him he's a buffoon. Just, you just let him know that you you wish well for him. You're on his team. That's the name of my other episodes. Support the opposition. I'm going to let you guys go. It's uh, nice and late. It's 2.25 a.m. here on uh, August the 5th when I'm recording this episode. And uh, another happy birthday to Ava Grace, um, who turns five today. And um, I'm very proud of that young lady. So I'm going to be signing off, and I will speak with you again very soon. Thank you for paying any attention at all to me.